Hi, it's Eugene Driscoll from ValleyIndy.org. Welcome to the final episode of Cassetti in Cleveland, a Valley Indie mini podcast. And Sonia Mayor David Cassetti is part of the Connecticut delegation. They nominated Donald Trump this week for U.S. president. The lower Naugatuck Valley in general played a surprisingly important role in the GOP convention this week, for better or worse. There were three people with direct ties to our communities there, including state GOP chairman J.R. Romano, a Derby native. And that's why we did a series of these mini podcasts with Mayor Cassetti. And it's why we did a full podcast with uh, Romano the other day. Apologies. The Valley was out there witnessing history. Now, I said for better or worse because your reaction to their involvement is obviously contingent upon who you're supporting in this upcoming U.S. presidential election. Next week, the Democrats will gather in Philadelphia to nominate Hillary Clinton for president. There are no delegates, as far as we know, from the Valley, but we're reaching out to people who are going so we can check in every day, just like we did with Mayor Cassetti. One more thing before we get to this Cassetti interview. There's a carnival this weekend at Seymour. It's sponsored by Citizen Engines Company Number 2, and I should say that today is Friday, July 22nd. The carnival's at 20 Pine Street in Seymour downtown, right off Route 8. Use your GPS and get there. The hours... Friday, July 22nd, 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. Saturday, July 23rd, 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. Bring the family, have some fun. Here's Mayor Cassetti. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor. You know, just before we begin, I just want to thank you for uh, being so accessible and allowing us to... uh, to do this. Absolutely, that's what I'm here for. I'm an oh. accessible guy. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, anybody else would have done this, so uh, I really Absolutely. do I really do appreciate it. So, uh, You're welcome. Yeah, let's get right uh, to it. In ter- when, sure. you re- when you review uh, the past week, uh, what was it like to be there last night? Last night was so exciting, uh, exhilarating. I mean, we were on the floor. I mean, I'm right in the front row. I'm actually where I sat. I could walk three steps and be on them steps that lead up to the podium. I mean, that's how close I was. Um, and to be there around all that was like, so exciting, Eugene. I mean, this is an experience of a lifetime. I don't know if I'll be able to do it in four years, uh, you know, but uh, it was so exciting to be there. Now, did you get any, like, uh, uh, personal time with Trump, or did you get to say anything to him? No, no, I didn't have no personal time, time with Trump or Pence. Uh, they stayed up up top there, and uh, they didn't mingle. But I, I mingled with Newt Gingrich. Uh, he was out out on the floor. Chris Christie, uh, Walker, um, and a few of the other speakers. Who do you think made the best speech overall uh, when you review the last? Donald Trump Jr. That is a future president. I'll I'll be the first one to say he he will be a future president. That Donald Trump Jr. If he decides to take a political career. Oh, no he is kidding. phenomenal. See, like, I, I think uh, the media is anointing uh, Ivanka Trump, or his daughter. Am I I, I'm, I'm telling you, she did a, she did a real good job. But I got to tell you that Donald Trump Jr. is so professional. It's elegant speaking and everything. Who made, uh, who were you least impressed by? Who made the worst speech? Ted Cruz. Right, I guess that's an easy one, and we, we talked about that yesterday for you. Uh, so th- the reaction, the reaction this morning, uh, seems to be that it was either the strongest, most tough-talking speech in generations, or yeah. it was an endless 
string of fear and bullying. I, I guess it. No. I guess it depends on where you fall. But do you think Trump last night won over the people out there who who are still undecided? Yes, I think he did because I was watching the polls on CNN, and I know they're not with Trump. And they said he he got a seventy three percent rating on his speech. And what about the fact that he 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 never gives specifics? Uh, doesn't he owe owe it to us to to give more than yes. just we're, we're going to yes. be great? Yes. He he never seems to give details. Yes, he, well neither does she, neither does she. But I think when it gets to the debates, I think they're going to have to reveal their their where they stand. That's a good point. And how about uh, and yep. those are really all my questions because I know you probably have to. I'm I'm assuming you you're running around today. Uh, to yeah, uh, today today's an off day. I mean, I I don't leave until seven o'clock tonight. Oh, so okay. I, I asked for an extended. I asked to stay a little later in my hotel room so I could watch the news and then uh, go get lunch and then head out. And now, uh, from what I understand, you're kind of uh, using this as a little mini vacation, the first one you've had in a while, yeah, correct? Yeah, first one I had in two and a half years, and uh, I, I really enjoyed myself, i got to tell you. Nice. I met some real interesting people. The, the Connecticut delegation, and, that's in a, and kudos to the, to the law enforcement here in Ohio. I mean, I didn't see any protesters. I didn't see anything. Uh, I, we were very safe. Uh, it's, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, though, to have no... I mean, protest is, of course, American. But you, no, mean, nothing got out of hand. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know where they were, but nobody got out of hand. Everything all right. was good. All right. All right. Any, you have any uh, city news to break while you're out there since I have you on the phone? Any uh, Ansonia no, stuff? No, I, I think the garbage deal is being worked out. Um, I want to make sure that the residents are being taken care of. I've had a few complaints of late pickups and stuff like that, but we're rectifying it. You've got to remember, it's a new company. Until we can get that RFP out. All right, sir. Again, thank okay. you so much for taking all the time this week. Safe travels. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Okay, so there you have it. Cassetti in Cleveland is over, and Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president. I have to be honest, Friday morning, the day after Mr. Trump's speech, and I'm personally in a bit of shock. I'm from New York, grew up about an hour north of New York City, on the Harlem line of Metro North. I'm 42 years old. My parents are from the Bronx. I have aunts still there, family in Yonkers still. I say all that because if you grew up reading the Daily News, the New York Post, watching Jim Jensen on WCBS, remember him and Warner Wolf? Gabe Pressman on WNBC, Bill Butel, WABC, Channel 7. You were always aware in New York of Donald Trump. He was a villain, let's be honest. He was a wealthy braggart, but he made for great headlines, great stories. He was a tabloid prince. He was part of that weird fabric of New York City in the 80s. Later, I remember hearing him on the Howard Stern show, and another New York guy. I always viewed Trump as a member of the WAC Pack. Now he's the GOP candidate for president. Crazy times we're living in. I actually had a conversation with Trump once. I've told this story probably a hundred times. So I apologize to our tens of listeners. And at this point, I don't even trust my memory on it because it was so long ago and such a strange thing that happened, uh, at least to me, as a uh, small-time journalist. Uh, it was back in the late 90s or early 2000s. I worked at a weekly newspaper called The Patent Trader. I covered the village of Mount Kisco, great community in northern Westchester, New York. Mount Kisco's water supply was Byram Lake. It was a body of water actually in another town 
And Trump purchased all this land next to the reservoir. And he wanted to put a state-of-the-art Trumptonian golf course there. You know, Al Kisco government and its residents were terrified. They were afraid the pesticides from the golf course would pollute their drinking water. I wrote like a billion stories on this. They were probably all terrible. I was a year or two out of college. And one day I'm in the patent trader office and I get a call. Donald Trump's office is on the line. Please hold for Mr. Trump. I thought it was a joke, obviously. Sure enough, it was Donald Trump. He had gotten wind of my stories, which I could not believe. We didn't have a website. I'm not even sure if the company had email at that point. But there he is calling to talk to me. I recorded the conversation on a cassette tape which I'm going to have to see if I still have. I kept it for a long time. But uh, anyway, he was very flattering to me. I remember being terrified. But he kept saying my first name over and over, which was clearly a tactic. I knew it then. He's a rich guy. I'm a reporter making $20,000 a year. So yeah, I was intimidated. He knew that, but he fed my ego because he kept saying my first name like like he knew me. His venom was reserved for the environmental lawyer hired by the government, the local government, to defeat this project. He went after the guy in a way that struck me as comical. Basically that this guy was a loser. Trump had beaten him a bunch of times before when they met in court as if the guy was like a cuckold of some kind. And I thought he was kidding. I I thought he was just like having a goof. Like he was playing a character. And I tried. I tried, but probably not very well, to bring it back to what I thought the real issue was, or at least the issues that were being raised on the local level, that families in Mount Gisco were worried that he was going to poison them, that his golf course was going to poison them. But he, he brushed all that off, saying they were going to use this state-of-the-art grassy swale infiltration system, that everything would be fine. He just kept turning it back into this macho, like mano a mano, Roberto Duran versus Sugar Ray Leonard boxing match type thing. And then you know, I realized he wasn't kidding. This is, this is the point he wanted to get across. He wanted to see this in the article. He wanted sort of that to be the, the gist of the article, um, which he was probably a better editor. He knew how to uh, get people to read things and to pay attention more than I ever will. It just struck me as strange. And, and you know, Do I have a point to the story? No, the golf course was never, was never constructed. Uh, so what am I saying? I don't know. Strange times we're living in. Anyway, I'm Eugene Driscoll. Until next time, thank you very much. Hey, let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. Ooh.